Hey, hey, thanks for tuning into another episode of Moments with Ndero, where I hope to encourage you, inspire you, and uplift you. I'm so excited about today's guest. She's a culinary chef trained in Spain, three-time gourmand World Cookbook Award winner. She's a wife, she's a mother, she loves Jesus. She's a social media influencer. I can't wait to hear what she has to say. Welcome, Jasmine. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> so before this conversation, I asked you what word is resonating with you. Could you tell us yes. that word and why? Um, I decided to speak about purpose because um, purpose is one of those things I feel a lot of people are struggling um, to figure out in their lives. Mm-hmm. And uh, even for me, reason being, I've been there. So I figured it would be nice to kind of um, you know, help others, um, you know, get to the, how I also found my purpose. Um, because I I spent a lot of years really asking God, like, what am I here for? What am I meant to do? Just a lot of confused years. So I feel like purpose is, is such a precious thing to me. And once you found it, they, it just unlocks everything else in your life. Yeah. I agree with you, and I know I met re- I met you in 2017. Could oh you tell God, me? Yes. I know so many years ago. Could yeah. you tell me what space you were in at that time, and how you have transitioned to where you are now at such a great social media influencer, cookbook author, you know, award winning? How did you get to this point? Um, from 2017, I would say what has changed is I think we met during the revival tour if I'm not wrong yes yeah so I remember right after the revival tour is when I released my first cookbook mm-hmm. um, I would say maybe even just one month after that and um, that was also around the time like after I released my book I actually quit my job mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which was the right decision at the time and goodness it was uh, quite an interesting two years after that I would say because um, I really delved a lot into the food being a food have you ever heard of the term foodpreneur <laughs> yes <laughs> so um, I remember during that time first I launched the book and uh, my first book Breakfast with the King now um, I would say for me that was just such a big moment in my life because it took me about six months to finish the book um, reason being, I was, uh, I'll give you the background. I studied to be a chef in Spain, but uh, for three years I did culinary arts and restaurant management. Um, then I got saved. <laughs> that whole time I didn't know the Lord. Yeah. Um, so once I gave my life to Christ, I felt very clearly the Holy Spirit. I didn't even know it was the Holy Spirit speaking to me at the time, but I was, you know, when you just know this is what the Lord is telling you to do. Mm-hmm. And I feel the Holy Spirit told me, move back home and help my dad. Now, at the time, I was like, I, okay, like, I just finished school. I'm about to start my life because, you know, that whole time I was living with my sister. So now I was ready to, you know, move back. I was 20. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. it was just such an exciting time, you know, go live on my own and all of that. But the, the, it was such a clear voice that said, move back home and help your dad. Yeah. So I moved back home. Um, and my dad at the time 
still now he um, runs a shop that sells car parts on Kilinyaga Road. Mm-hmm. So I kind of had to put food, you know, my chef uh, life on the on hold, and then I just moved back home and um, started working there with him. Now I remember even when I was moving back home, um, it was just I needed a new environment also because. I felt like all those years I was trying to give my life to Christ, I would somehow always backslide for lack of better words because mm-hmm. I felt I still had the same friends. I was still, you know, hanging around with the same people, doing the same things. So it was such a struggle for me. And I always tell people, like, once you give your life to Christ, um, these, I feel like there should be a period of separation just for a while until you're strong enough to be in the same crowd without it affecting you, mm. you know? And so for me, that's what I needed because I'd be the type of girl that, you know, would be like, I'll still club, I'll still club, you know, I won't drink, I won't drink. Yeah. And then once I'm there, everyone's just like, you're not drinking, you're not drinking, you're not drinking. And if you got 3 a.m., you're like, Ah, no way. <laughs> Everyone is just jibbering like this. Before you know it, by far, I'm the most drunk from everyone because I'm trying to catch up. You get it? Yeah, and, I get and for me, the issue was never the drinking as it was what I would do when I was drunk, you know? Mm-hmm. And then the next day, you're waking up feeling shameful, regret, you know, just mm-hmm. a lot of things. And it's just this cycle. So I remember when I got saved, I, I really begged the Lord for environment because I was like I need a new environment and I need new friends. I just I need people to help me grow because I feel I, I, I have such a strong desire to stand in my face mm. but I just I, I can't do it here. So you see by the time I'm getting that word for that move back home <laughs> that was why. So I moved back home and God was so faithful. I told the Lord I'm not gonna call any of my old friends even in Kenya till yeah. Just promise you'll give me a new community of people who love you and and honor you so that until I'm strong enough now to be, you know, with my old friends. And he did just that. He was very faithful. Mm. Um, During that time uh, is when now, like I'm telling you, uh, I started growing in my walk. I was working at the shop. And food for me has always been such a, it's my thing, you know. So Mm. that's how I my blog as a kind of an outlet because I kind of felt like when I was selling parts all day, I never, I felt like I was putting this thing on the back burner too much. Mm-hmm. So that's how Cooking with Jazz was born. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I think that's a bit of a background to now getting where um, I am now. And Cooking with Jazz was just a cookingwithjazz.blogspot.com. I didn't even have an official website. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was just a hobby at the time. So in 2016 is when I decided to take it seriously because I started in 2011. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started, God gave me the word to write a book. And when I wrote to the king, I remember um, at first I was like, write a book? Okay, a cookbook. I thought I'll do this thing like in my 40s maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I just needed a theme. And then the same spirit was like, why not do a breakfast book? And I was like, yeah, I love breakfast. (laughs) And before you do it, put it down like 30 breakfast ideas. And I was like, okay, we have something here. We have something. And then the sister tells me, make it a devotional. So now I'm like, hold up, are we writing two books here? Or what's going on? (laughs) (laughs) And, And I remember the Holy Spirit telling me, no, 
people tend to read their devotionals in the morning. So why not make it a breakfast cookbook with a devotional? And I was like, that is genius. I feel like God gives the best ideas. That's why now fast forward to 2017 is when I launched Breakfast with the King. And um, I felt it was time to also leave my job to really pursue um, cooking. (laughs) Yeah, for lack of better words. Yeah. Nice. So now it looks like, or it sounds like you went through a process of refining your faith, um, taking your relationship deeper with God, and that's where you truly, you know, tapped into your purpose. Could you tell the person who's listening, who's struggling to find their purpose, how does one go about it? And is it, are there shortcuts or you have to go through a process? Mm, I feel that as much as I would say it took me years to find mine, I don't think everyone's walk is the same. Um, it starts with a desire to just know what it is, you know? Mm-hmm. And you know that longing for God, why did you put me here? And uh, once you start asking yourself that question and you're really just crying out to the Lord to show you, I feel that God is really faithful. I remember there's once someone told me, God is not a sadist. Like, he's not seated in heaven uh, you know, tormenting you, like deciding not to answer your prayers. Like he answers mm-hmm. and he answers through people. He answers through, you know, very many unexpected ways. And I remember for me, one of the ways he answered, because you can imagine from the time I moved back that uh, 2011 till around maybe 2015, 2016 is when I was now certain, okay, this is it. Mm-hmm. It's, there was a lady in our church one day and she was preaching and she said, Sometimes your purpose is the thing you're just naturally good at, Mm. you know? And for me, I know it sounds like such a simple statement, but for me, that was just such a mind-blowing statement because for many times, like, I remember uh, maybe our pastor would be preaching and he would just be talking, write it down, write down your vision, you know? And I'm I'm like, I'm visionless, you know? Like, (laughs) what is your, you know, I don't have a five-year plan. I don't. I don't even know. Like yeah. I'm here working in this carpet job. I I mean I was blessed to have it because I never for one moment looked down on the um on having a job, especially when I know so many people are looking for jobs, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I you know the purpose just changes everything because it, it, it helps you like it gives you even energy and psych to wake up in the morning because you're going to do that thing that you love, you know? So when she made that statement, I remember thinking, what am I good at? Okay, I'm good at cooking. Now, the funny thing, Mozoni, is I had been, I had already started to be a chef by that time, but you see, I felt like it was kind of a default for me. It was those ones for my sister asked, oh, you like cooking? Why not do the course? You know, and I was like, yeah, yeah, Yeah. why not, you know? But it took that lady's statement to really show me, oh my gosh, I think this is what I'm really just good at, you know, ever Mm -hmm. since I was a kid. And the minute that I tapped into that, um, I remember I now started working on my skills, making them better. And that's why even in 2016, I was like, my husband was like, you need to take this thing seriously now. Mm-hmm. And um, I invested now in my gift. And it was, you know, I put a, I made an official website, which cost money, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I started pushing it like, you would think I was I was being paid a million dollars. I was pushing that website <laughs> like crazy. I built up uh, before we even did like a 10-day countdown to launch it. 
And I remember we built up so much buzz during that time about um, subscribe, you know, before the biggest thing is coming, you know. And uh, we built up so much vibe that I remember the first week that my uh, website, Cooking With Jazz, went live, we got a quarter million hits. What? I mean, it still just astounds me till today to think about that. And I remember on the 10-day countdown, um, you know you, how they say you never know who's watching? Yes. I remember during that time, a lady approached me and she was like, I have this book that I usually, she had a book called Discoucher, which was a, a book with discount vouchers. Mm-hmm. And it was a book she used to sell at um, 2000 Bob. So you buy the book and then it has all of this discounts for buy one get one free at different restaurants in Nairobi and I mean it was a genius product but she was like why don't we partner up you know Mm. we do a sale on your website once it launches and uh, you get uh, you get um, we sell it for a thousand bob you get 500 I get 500 (laughs) and I'm telling you you see just the mere fact that was my first client can you imagine I haven't even launched to the website and I'm telling you, the minute the website launched and after a week we sold her book, I remember her delivery guys were so, so busy. Like so many people came out and bought that book mm-hmm. that she used to impress on me every end week. And I remember that was the time I think I made my like my first 40000 and I was wow. like, from, from my gift, you know. Yeah. Like I feel like when you're money that has come from your purpose is different from like a salary i don't know it's different no it's totally different it's totally different yeah Yeah. because it's it's tied with um something bigger than you because i'm coming to realize purpose is not about you it's tied to other people it's bigger Mm -hmm. than ourselves so when you're moving in purpose you're impacting people you don't even know like you're saying you didn't even know that lady and then I know her, yeah. yeah, she connects with you. And then because you're in purpose, you're able to assist her to fulfill her purpose. Mm-hmm. So my next question would be this. Now, mm-hmm. someone is in purpose. And yeah. what I'm learning is when you start following Jesus wholeheartedly, you start following your purpose wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. Now, the naysayers come, the distractions come. The people mm. who want to destroy your vision come. So how do you stay grounded and focused? Um, I would say, I mean, distractions are, will always be there. Let's be real. Um, I feel like I, I really thank God he left us a helper, um, the Holy Spirit. So mm-hmm. I feel like if you find yourself maybe at a crossroads, like, you know, maybe you're wondering, for example, you'll find, I'm just giving an example, maybe you make bags, you know? Yeah. And then you're getting this, uh, you're getting a job opportunity that's not anything to do with your purpose also. Um, I feel like you need to trust, uh, you need to ask the Lord. Always go back to the Lord and ask him, which, what should I, which journey, which path should I take? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like I always tell myself that my wisdom is so limited to just the now, this moment right here. Yet God can see my life five years from now, ten years from now. And so he's the only one equipped to guide me um, to kind of figure out, um, you know, what path to take. And I feel like the thing that gives you peace, go with that, you know? Mm -hmm. So I would say, like, 
yes, and people I know, everyone's life is also very different. There's no template. You find some people, I'm not here to tell you, quit your jobs and then, you know, like, don't be distracted. Quit your job and yeah. pursue this thing. No, that's not even what I'm here to say. Everyone's life is so different. There are those who maybe are being called to do that so that they can focus wholeheartedly on that thing that God has set in their heart. And then there are others who can actually juggle and do both, you know? Mm-hmm. And because, like, I can even tell you, um, for me, even when I was working in Kinyaga Road, how I, I finished Breakfast to the King the whole time I was at the shop. I never took, like, I never asked my dad for, let's say, two or three weeks off to finish this book. Mm-hmm. That's why it took me so long to finish the six months because we would work Mondays to Saturdays, you know? Mm-hmm. So my only free day was Sunday. And so Sundays, for those are the Sundays I would shoot. You know, so I would call the photographer and shoot on Sundays because that was my only free day. So you find that by the time I finished my book, I remember even when I was showing my father, he gave me that look for, when did you do this? (laughs) (laughs) Like, like what? Are you sure this is yours? You know? And so, and like, I would be, you know, selling to customers and then, you know, like just like any business, there are those periods during the day where it's slow. So when I see, ah, I have like half an hour before someone comes, I would be typing, you know, the rest of it. And I wouldn't even be distracted from my job. And then also when I come home, I would still work on it. Because I remember reading um, Ecclesiastes 11. Mm-hmm. And it says, um, I think I even have it here. Let me open it. Okay. Um, one minute. Where are you? Yes. It talks about... Um, where am I? Uh, Ecclesiastes 6, uh, chap- no, 11, chapter, uh, verse 6. Okay. So your seed in the morning and at, at evening let your hands not be idle, for you do not know which will succeed, whether this or that, or whether both will do equally well. For me, that was such uh, um, an eye-opener for... Sometimes, you know, we talk about how we don't have time also to pursue our purpose. Do you get it? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm working, I get home, I'm tired. When I read that verse, I was like, wow, at, ev- in, at the evening, don't let your hands be idle. I was like, goodness, no excuses, you know? Mm-hmm. And I would work on my book also in the evening. So I feel like that also really helped me to to finish what God had set in my heart to finish. Because for me, and then also striving for excellence, you know? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like also, as believers, we have this tendency to do things mediocre, mm-hmm. and I can't stand it. I really just can't stand it because the same Bible tells us that whatever we do, we should work heartily as unto the Lord. Like if you were, if God was your boss, you wouldn't be. <laughs> like it would give you such a proper work ethic, you know, mm-hmm. and you would do that thing with so much excellence. But you find that we do things very. Um, I don't know, ish, ish, like you're not giving it your all. Mm. So, yeah, I would say always just pray to the Lord. He will help you with the distractions. He will help you um, decide on what to focus on. Yeah. So I'm seeing that you have other books that you have um, written and published. Could you talk about them a little bit? Um, I I published uh, Joyful, which in um, last year, gosh, I'm growing old, I'm forgetting, <laughs> last year, um, uh, and uh, gosh, I was heavily pregnant when I did it, and uh, 
Um, right now, I'm currently working on my third book, which I haven't even announced what it's about. I think it will be a shocker. Um, I'm supposed to announce next week. Yeah. Um, so I'm working on my third book also. But Joyful was the book that did very, very well. Like, I would say... It, it surprised me because till now I still get tags every single day of people who are just cooking from Joyful. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sprung from, um, remember I told you in 2017 I quit my job. Um, in 2018 I set up a business, um, a kitchen, a commercial kitchen mm-hmm. where I would I was giving cooking classes, I was doing catering, I was doing pop-up restaurants, like I was hosting a lot of people at my kitchen. It was just a space that I was renting to just host events. Um, And I gave it my all that year. And I remember in the cooking classes, I kind of compiled, I I trained over 200 students that year. And from that whole experience for 2018, I kind of compiled a list of all the recipes that I saw people really loved. Mm -hmm. And then I put them in a book, you know. Mm -hmm. And for me, Joyful was the book that I wanted to show people. You can make stellar meals. You know, the things that you go out and eat, let's say, at your Java, at cafe, whatever. Um, But you can make them in your kitchen. They are very, very easy to make. And uh, Joyful has been just that. It's just, it's about bringing joy back to the kitchen. Because cooking shouldn't be scary. It shouldn't intimidate you. Mm -hmm. Um, Cooking should be fun. And um, Joyful even has, like, a whole chapter. Uh, like if you have kids where you can like bake cookies together make pizzas it also has a date night chapter to make with your partner mm-hmm. um so for me it was just a wholesome book and i i would say it was my best book yet so yeah wow it sounds delightful and i'm sure most people will be seeking to purchase it is it still available to purchase yes actually now the amazing thing is as of yesterday we are now um we had been out of stock for a couple of months, but now we are now printing on demand, which means you order and we print your book and you get it within a week. Um, I, I recently just discovered a, a printer that does that because for the longest time we haven't done that in Kenya. Yeah. So, um, yes, my books will never be out of stock again. So both books are now available to order. So I guess when they listen, they can come to my page and order. And, um, yeah get your book within a week yeah fantastic so you sound very busy author chef (laughs) mom wife friend you know how do you (laughs) juggle all of this because i hear so many excuses or maybe it's not excuses because maybe they haven't found it found it within themselves to juggle all of these roles of in their lives so what Mm -hmm. would you tell the mom who has this passion to pursue their purpose but they're stuck on but I have these responsibilities of being a mother maybe I have a job but how how do I pursue my purpose um I would say um first of all figure out what it is and then just start like there's no you know 10-step process to (laughs) to doing it just start and reason I'm saying that is because even if it means giving it you know, an hour of your day where maybe your nanny will hold the baby. And even if you don't have a nanny, like for me and my husband, we haven't had a nanny in the last six months because of COVID. Mm. And so what we do is we juggle. It's like we kind of have a sort of schedule for, okay, I have a shoot. Um, where, you, where should we take care of Uriah? You know, like mm. you take care of Uriah 
and then I'll do the shoot. Then once he needs to prepare his work, I, I'm now the one in charge of Uriah. So, like, it's worked for us for six months. Of course, we need help now. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you, it is tiring, but I can tell you if we didn't have a sort of uh, system, for lack of better words, we wouldn't get anything done. And sometimes you only need like an hour or half an hour just to devote to your business. And it makes so much of a difference because I always tell people, I'm sure you guys have seen that statement online that says, just start now because six months from now you'll wish you started then. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, like in, in a few months you would be so happy that you started today because there will be progress. You know, just like anything in life, there's progress, you know. Mm-hmm. Like you may not, you may be telling yourself, oh, I don't have everything that I need to start, but you always have something. What's in your hand, you know? Yeah. Like I know friends, like I know I have a friend of mine who is a photographer and to be honest, she started by shooting with her phone, you know, mm-hmm. and then she got a better phone, and then now she got a camera, and then now she got a better camera, you know, mm-hmm. and so you just start with what you have. I Even when I started my, my blog, I started with, uh, I would shoot with my phone also, and when I go back and I look at those photos, I kind of cringe, but... <laughs> I'm happy I did because that's when I started, that's when people started following my blog. That's when I started, um, you know, getting a sort of audience, you know. Mm-hmm. But if I didn't start then, I wouldn't be, um, I wouldn't have the numbers that I have now. And those numbers are what help me to get a job, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like now for my social media influencing. So you just need to start because if you keep thinking about it forever, nothing will happen. And, um, yeah, even the same Ecclesiastes talks about just that for how you can't wait for perfect weather to do, to plant. If not, you never plant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just start where you are with what you have. That's what I would tell um, any other person trying to juggle a lot in their life. Yeah. Those are very wise words. Now to yeah. your younger self, what would you tell them about purpose? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, wow. <laughs> The same statement that I made earlier for just look within, like, what is that one thing that you're just naturally good at? Like, and once you found it, just start um, and, and, and also work on your skill set, you know, because you may find that maybe, let's say, for example, if I told my younger self, oh, you're a good cook and that's it. But I've had to really experiment a lot. I've had to take a lot of risks over the years to really, like, get better mm-hmm. um if that's making any sense um so you have to work on your skill set like no one you can't just after figuring out your purpose you can't just sit back and you know or or, or and, and just do mediocre stuff mm-hmm. i would tell myself to just to find it and then work on it because and to keep taking risks because i'll tell you being one of the first kenyans who've written a proper cookbook like, if I, I've seen it that it pays. Like, I remember when I first did the first book, I remember asking myself, who people even buy this? Like, this is not a must-have, you know? Like, yeah. if I was selling something like Surya's, you know? Yeah. Those are things you need in your kitchen, right? Yeah. But this is like a luxury item, you know? Will anyone buy? And I remember even at the launch, I kept on telling myself, no one's going to show up. And then I get there, and there are cars, like, people looking for parking and 250 people showed up and I'm there like wow okay we have something here so 
yes, I'll tell my younger self to just take those risks um, because, of course, trust the Lord and then take the risk. That's what I would say. And leap out. Maybe that's the word I should say. And leap out. Yeah. Because you only live once, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You only live once. This life is not a rehearsal. Yeah. <laughs> and no one is coming to rescue you. So I hope the person yeah. who's listening will just be brave enough to take the leap, up, as you've said, and pursue yeah. their purpose. Mm-hmm. Yes. So if you had a superpower, what <laughs> would it be? Oh, your questions are so interesting. Good. If I had a superpower, oh my gosh, ah, that's a hard one. <laughs> uh, oh, yes, teleporting. Teleporting. <laughs> I feel like I've really, um, I love traveling and I feel like um, there's so much that goes into traveling, like so much money and planning. <laughs> so if I could just click my fingers and I'd be in Greece, oh, that would be a superpower right there. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, travel. I think we are all looking forward to travel. And in this time, yes, teleporting would come in handy. You don't need to go through airports or to go through being screened for COVID. You just find yourself wherever you want. Yes, yes, of course, yeah. (laughs) Any parting shot that you'd want to say? Um, let's see, gosh, um, I don't know if I've even said everything that I wanted to say, but maybe just a reminder of, you know, Matthew 25, um, just for anyone listening who needs to understand just how vital it is for them to, you know, uh, tap into their purpose. Um, Matthew 25 for me, um, from verse 14 was, you know, the, the parable of the talent? Yes. For me, that was uh, the the chapter or the paragraph that the Lord really used to wake me up for. Do it, <laughs> do it now, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, even do it afraid because that parable goes. You know, the master left. Um, he gave five talents to one, um, two to another servant, and one to the last one, right? Yes. And uh, the one with five doubled. Uh, the one with two also doubled. So by the time he's coming back, you know, he's saying, oh, well done, good and faithful. Well done, you know, to both of them who have mm-hmm. doubled. And then to the one with one, he hid it. He buried it, right? Yeah. And that, to me, I feel like was such a wake-up call because I thought that, you know, the master would come back and he'd be like, oh, you buried it. Oh, Paul, I wish I showed you how to do, you know, something, mm-hmm. something very empathetic or something and instead his response was you know you're wicked and lazy servant you know mm-hmm. you should have even taken um, my money to the bank and found a return you know mm-hmm. and I remember when I read that uh, paragraph I was like wow like sometimes we think that finding purpose is an option <laughs> <laughs> when indeed like God has placed you on this earth for, you know, like for a limited time, all of us, you know, it could be, we might live till we're 100, others might live till they're 40, you know, you just, we don't have the insight to know how long we live. And mm-hmm. when I read that parable, it really just woke me up because it's those ones for, I don't want to be the one, you know, like standing before the Lord once um, the judgment day comes and I'm there like I buried it, you know, mm-hmm. like 
So whatever he has placed in your heart, um, maybe that would help you to stop procrastinating. Just do it, you know, do it afraid, mm-hmm. do it anyway, because I feel like fear is such a liar. Mm-hmm. Once you start, um, whatever it is God is calling you to start, fear actually with every leap that you take, it, it tends to keep on getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And you'll see that all those things, like oh my gosh what if people like for me i was thinking what if people reject this book you know you've put all this work into it and then someone says it's work (laughs) (laughs) but funny enough what if people support you you know like god will just amaze you when you trust him yeah your dream you'd be amazed at what he can do and so he has placed you here to do something and also people are waiting on your obedience um, like you starting off that thing could be the thing, could be the encouragement someone else needs to also start. You know, it's like a domino effect. So read the parable of the talents, and I really hope that the Holy Spirit convicts you like he did me, and just start. Yeah. Yeah, that is so powerful. Your obedience is tied to someone else. And that's yeah. one thing that really sometimes keeps me up at night. You know, because mm. there's someone praying to God, I want breakthrough, I want breakthrough. And God's mm. looking at you and saying, look at this child. The breakthrough mm. has to go through you, but here you are procrastinating, being fearful. Mm. And, yeah, obedience is, is the key. It's the key to unlock many other people's lives. And mm. I'm so honored to have had this conversation with you. And for me, Thank you for having me. Yeah, it was yeah. most welcome. It was a prompting from the Holy Spirit. It was one of those moments you're like, really? Will, will she even say yes? <laughs> <laughs> Why shouldn't I? <laughs> you know, again, fear. Yeah, so yeah. I'm so grateful for, mm. for this conversation and for the lives that it will touch and for the lives that you're touching as well through your social media platform, through your books, and through just your presence here on Earth. Oh, wow. And you too, like even for starting this podcast, like it's just, I I can't wait to see the testimonies that will keep, um, you know, coming out from people listening to each and every episode because it's never for nothing, man. It's never for nothing, you know? So, and I pray that this podcast grows and grows and reaches people that beyond even the borders of Kenya, people you weren't even expecting, you know? Amen. Amen to that. Mm. All right. So for those who have tuned in, thank you so much for listening to this conversation. I hope you'll take a leap of faith, even if you're afraid, even if your knees are shaking, just do it now because tomorrow is not guaranteed. And until next time, thanks for tuning in. Mm.